Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Right here we go, another edition. I think this is the end of year edition of Overflow. End of year edition of Overflow, man. I hope your 2023 has been a year of revelation, a year of understanding, a year of growth in the name of Jesus. You know, the Holy Spirit is at work in you. We believe the Spirit of God is at work in you. And if the Spirit of God is at work, He's actively working in you. He is actively working to build you, to make you strong to deliver you out of darkness, to uh, give you wisdom and light uh, so that hopefully as you do an inventory of yourself in 2023, you are stronger than you were at the beginning in January. Uh, There's been some real marked uh, revelation, breakthrough uh, in your life in a lot of different areas in the kingdom. And that's translated emotionally. Uh, and the holistic reality of who you are I and mean, you're pressing in. And hopefully, uh, uh, overflow has been some percentage of that, some part of that, uh, as we seek to uh, uh, combat lifeless teaching and really press in in ways that build faith, that build strength, that build power, build intimacy and wisdom uh, in your life. That's what we're going after, man. We want to build people. We want to build some bad butt people in the kingdom of God. Uh, for you to be able to enjoy the fruit of that for yourself and then be able to, to invest that in the lives of other people. I want to build people who build people who build people uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, getting after it. Life is short. We want to walk in the fullness of all that God our Father has for us. We're going to end 2023 with an excerpt from uh, Big Deep Breath. The book it's right there. If you're watching this on video, it's right there. Big Deep Breath, uh, 45 devotions, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 45? 40? some chunk of devotions, and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we're going to take the first devotion, it's on breathing, and we're going to expand it a little bit, and we're going to talk about Christian mysticism. Let's end 2023 talking about Christian mysticism and 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 why we would, why we would do that. Uh, if you haven't mashed the notification button, push the notification button, uh, let, let the bell go off, uh, alerts, whatever. Uh, uh, so that you can be first in line to receive all this great content that we seek to deliver in the spirit of God, uh, to build you up, do that, pass this around friends and family, support us as you can, uh, as we continue to, uh, labor together, co-labor with the Holy spirit, uh, to bring you into completion in the Lord Jesus Christ in very powerful and meaningful ways, substantive ways that, that, uh, change your life. Christian mysticism. Now, there's no dictionary uh, outside of the Bible that all Christians agree this is the dictionary that we're going to use. Uh, and unless there's a term in the Bible, if the term is in the Bible, then we can use a Greek lexicon, a Greek dictionary, or a Hebrew lexicon, a Hebrew dictionary. Uh, and we can uh, uh, do a uh, grammatical historical analysis of the particular words that are in the Bible and come up with a biblical definition. But Christian mysticism, mystic, is not a biblical term. And so consequently, the definition of it is, it just gets messy. It's all over the place. What, what one person means is something different than another. Uh, and so I'm, I'm just going to use these two definitions. This is pretty funny. 
um, what does mysticism mean? What does Christian mysticism mean? And I just got these off the internet. One, mysticism is a belief that union with or absorption into the deity or the absolute or the spiritual apprehension of knowledge inaccessible to the intellect may be obtained through contemplation and self-surrender. That's pretty cool. Union or absorption into the deity may be obtained through contemplation and self-surrender. And I mean, we'd agree with a lot of that. That sounds really good. Christian mysticism. The second definition is uh, uh, Christian or mysticism is a belief characterized by self-delusion or dreamy confusion of thought, especially when based on the assumption of occult qualities or mysterious agencies. Do, 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 mysticism why are we pushing into mysticism uh, for me mysticism is about spirituality mysticism is about the belief that uh the god that we believe in the god of the scriptures is a god that exists uh, beyond our comprehension we are able to comprehend him to the degree that he has revealed himself and only to the degree that he has revealed himself that there is so much more to encounter. Uh, the Apostle Paul writes in, in Ephesians 3, he's leading us in a Trinitarian prayer in Ephesians 3, and he prays that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened, that we will know the love of God that surpasses comprehension. We will know the love of Christ that surpasses comprehension. So that there is a degree to which we can comprehend the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's a degree to which we can, and then there's a degrees to which we, we cannot we can experience it, we can encounter it, we can taste the fringes of it, but there, we, we, we get frustrated because there, we, we, while we are having these profound encounters, we are also crazily aware that there is so much more. There's so much more in the vastness, and, and it's in this, this mystery of who God our Father is, who God the Son is, who God the Holy Spirit is, where we are just allowing ourselves to be taken beyond ourselves. And it's mystical. There's a mystery to it. There's magic to it. I don't mean magic in the in the anti-Christian magic. I mean just in the unexplainable to it that is that is gorgeous and it is uh, phenomenal. And uh, my prayer is that in, in your experience, uh, your encounter of God our Father in the name of Jesus, that you will experience mysticism that you will experience that you will allow yourself to encounter the mystery of God our Father in the name of Jesus even as you get along with God on a regular daily generic mundane in your living room in your reading space in your prayer closet whatever it is that you have even in your car that you would encounter the magnitude the vastness of uh, of God our Father it's like one time I'm sitting in the presence of the Lord and I'm, I'm wrestling with him and having these wonderful conversations and I'm thinking about the Milky Way galaxy and, and I'm dialoguing with, uh, with God our Father and, and I'm asking him, hey, what, what's the purpose of the rest of the universe outside of the Milky Way? Like the Milky Way in and of itself is vast. It's, it's ginormous. It will take forever for us just to plunge it. And, 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 and scientists are continually making new discoveries just within the Milky Way galaxy. Life is sustained in the Milky Way galaxy. What's the point of all of these other galaxies? And I'm just still in the presence of the Lord and, and ruminating, considering these things. And, and the Holy Spirit speaks 
and says, I mean, you know, all of these other galaxies, if for nothing else, all of these other galaxies exist so that you can begin to get a glimpse of the magnitude of, of the power of God. Like the Milky Way just isn't even enough. The size of the Milky Way isn't even enough for you to begin to consider the vastness of the fringe of the power of the living God. Man, it's like, wow, that is just intense, man. So that as I pray, pray, as I sit in silence, as I consider the way of my life and my living, as I consider the magnitude of the kingdom of the creator of the universe, I, I'm taken be, beyond intellect. It's not that intellect is bad. Intellect is great. Intellect is powerful. Intellect is good. But intellect is limited. Into in into just it, it's the appetizer into into this into this enormity of the reality of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And and here comes mysticism, pressing in on the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to have free reign in our hearts and our minds in the name of Jesus, in very, very dripping and powerful ways. And so mysticism is great and it's wonderful, but mysticism is also very pragmatic. Mysticism is very pragmatic to the dealing with marital issues, internal pain and woundedness, uh, financial issues, uh, uh, d- daily life issues. Mysticism, rightly channeled, rightly funneled, will be explosive, should be internally medicinal, therapeutic, explosive in our lives so that Jesus says, and here comes the excerpt from Big Deep Breath, Jesus says in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, Jesus, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you, do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. And so here, here is mysticism being brought out of mystery and and being delivered into a real pragmatic internal reality transformation of the heart in an experience where Jesus is saying the son of the living God the, the son of the creator the one who was there in the beginning Jesus uh, and then in John 1 1 we get that beautiful introduction in the beginning was the word the word was with God the word was God uh, he was with God in the beginning and all things came into being through him and apart from him, nothing came into being that is coming into being. And in him was life and the life was the light of man. And da, 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 da. man, it's just so intense, man, that this is who Jesus is. And he says, okay, mysticism is great, but man, what, I'm, what I've come to give you is peace. The evidence, the fruit of mysticism will be a heart filled with the peace of Jesus that can only be given to us by Jesus. That's the fruit. That's the evidence of mysticism. It's not mysticism for the sake of mysticism. It's mysticism for intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that generates, that organically produces peace. Peace for Jesus is the quiet calm that comes from resting and trusting in the faithfulness of God our Father to provide all of our needs. Jesus is coming to us and saying, look, God, your father cares about you. He knows your needs. He knows your pain. He knows your woundedness. And this life is this continual extrication, this continual walking out of or being delivered out of or carried out of or liberated from this world and the ways of this world, the speed and the pace of this world. So that in the perfect hands of our father, the creator of the universe, the vastness, the mystical 
in the perfect hands of God our Father, what truly do we have to fear or what truly do we have to be troubled by? The fruit of that, physiological fruit of that, when we fill our hearts, allow our fart, heart, allow our hearts, I think I just said fart. <laughs> when we allow our hearts to be filled with the promised peace of Jesus, we, it will affect our breathing. It will absolutely affect our breathing. The depth or lack of depth of our breathing can help us know if we're genuinely experiencing Jesus' promise. So that deep breathing will become a meaningful part of our faith. When we are right in the Lord, our breathing will be affected. Our breathing will be affected. You know the story? This is a story that we use to set up the, the, the book B, uh, The Way of Rest. Is the story of Jesus, Mark chapter 4, on the boat in the middle of Galilee with his disciples and the winds kick up and they're going to die and the, the disciples start freaking out and they go to Jesus and Jesus is asleep and they wake Jesus up and they say, don't you care that we're perishing? If you can analyze, if you can look at that story from the aspect of beats per minute, if you can look at that story from the aspect of the shallowness of the disciples breathing, the rapidness of their heartbeat versus the depth of Jesus breathing and the depth of his heartbeat, you can begin to see how we can measure the depth of our faith by the depth of our breathing. For in that, in that moment, the disciples' breathing would have been short. It would have been fast. It would have been quick. It would have been, we're going to die. And, and their physiology would have manifested that. Jesus, on the other hand, would have been deep, breathing super deep and would have been at peace. And that's the peace that Jesus has to offer. We don't have to be in, life, in, in life-threatening storms to shorten our breathing. This is something that I, I get increasingly frustrated by in my own life. Um, that I don't have to be in a life-threatening storm to shorten my breathing. My, I can easily forget. I can easily slip out of the love and the faithfulness of the Father in more mundane and daily needs. Just the, the frustration of life, the frustration of work, a knot with a client, a, uh, a difficult email that I've got to write, a financial frustration, uh, an old wound that I don't even know that I'm suffering from that is, that is coming out, struggles with my kids, with my son, with my daughter. Uh, all the things, just in regular mundane, you know, getting cut off in traffic. Um, uh, we lose focus. When we lose focus on the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we begin to feel the responsibility and pressure of life squeeze and tighten. Invariably, reflexively, our breath shortens and quickens. And so here's this cool deal. Here's this cool deal for you with respect to Christian mysticism. Walking in Jesus is a piece of John 14, 27. Learn to listen to your breathing. Learn to listen to your breathing. Uh, become mindful throughout the day of your heart rate. I got a buddy who's training for uh, marathons and um, triathlons. And he's gotten real big into zone two training. And zone two training is where you uh, exert yourself only to the degree to which your heart rate gets to 70%, which is zone two, of your optimal heart rate. And uh, he can easily go out and run a nine-minute mile uh, over, you know, over, a half, uh, over a half marathon pace. So 13 miles at a, at a nine-minute clip is, pre is pretty good. But his heart rate would be 165, 170, which is way out of zone two. 
So he is trying to discipline himself to only exercise at zone two to keep his heart rate in a certain zone, 140 beats per minute or less, which is requiring him to run a lot slower in his life. But what he's discovering is the slower he runs over a longer period of time, the more endurance he actually has, the more it's actually strengthening his heart. Man, if we could figure out zone two living, to live in the spirit. The apostle Paul says in Galatians 5, if we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Holy Spirit. There's an absolute divine pace to life that God our Father wants us to walk in that I would suggest in the United States is extremely difficult to walk in because the pace of life in our culture is zing, 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 zing. And one of the offshoots of capitalism is uh, he who runs fastest and most efficiently wins. And unfortunately, in the kingdom of God, in Jesus's peace, that just does not, that just does not work. And so the invitation for you is that the, as two, 2023 comes to, a, comes to an end is to evaluate 2023. Have you really been growing? In what areas of your life can you really look at and see that God our Father has been working in you, building you, bringing things in you from darkness into light, healing those things, correcting those things, pouring life into those things, investing in you in the name of, in the name of Jesus. And then in that, are you open to mysticism? Are you open to encountering God our Father in such a way that just takes your breath away? Takes your breath away. And becoming increasingly mindful throughout your day of the pace of your breathing. Throughout your day, regularly, you can even set an alarm three, four, five times a day. And all the alarm is doing is prompting you to pause, take a big deep breath, and relax back into the love and faithfulness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in such a way that every day, you learn every day, one day at a time, how to experience the promised peace of the Lord Jesus Christ from John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Not as the world gives. Brothers and sisters, let us be convicted by that. Father, show us Show us minutiae in our lives where we're looking to the world to give us peace. Expose those things in us. Expose areas of our lives where we're vulnerable to look to the world to give us peace. And let us surrender those things, Father, to you in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you say, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Jesus is calling us. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be feel fearful. Jesus is calling us to an awareness of the condition, the emotional condition of our hearts. Is your heart troubled today? Is your heart fear-filled today? Don't let it. That's giving you the responsibility. Yes, God, our Father goes first in the name of Jesus. He always goes first. But even when we go second, we have a responsibility to tend to the garden of our hearts, to surrender our hearts and the needs of our hearts and the fears of our hearts to God, our Father, every single day of our lives. Breathe. Take that big, deep breath in. Relax it into the presence of God, our Father, and let him go first in all of the minutia of our lives in this mystical kind of mysterious way that God, our Father, can take care of us in supernatural ways in which the world cannot touch. May your end of year be a blessing. May your New Year's Eve celebration be a blessing. Be safe. 
May God our Father use you in powerful ways to love and bless and minister to a world whose hearts are full of trouble and full of fear, and you can be used in the kingdom of God to bring many, 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 many people into the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, this, this, brothers and sisters, is life in the overflow. Become a mystic in 2024, man. We'll see you again on the other side. If this has been helpful to you, do a New Year's favor for me and send it around to friends and family on your uh, on your social media lists and networks because you know so many people uh, and so many people are looking to you. Bless me, bless them, send this around. Uh, and we'll be back together again in 2024. God bless you as we seek to build life together and live in the overflow. Thank you for joining us in the overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.